टू हार्ट विथ सैंडी एंड इन साइट द काउंसिलिंग सेशन इज ऑन Good afternoon Bangalore and everyone else who's listening to us and you are listening to Q Radio and I am Sandy and uh, this is Heart to Heart with Sandy and Inasight. Today I have with me in the studio Ajanta from uh, Inasight uh, Counseling and Training. Hi Ajanta. Hi Sandy. How are you doing today? Good, good. Thank you. Uh the purpose of the show is to provide a platform for all you wonderful people to voice your views, to speak your mind and to get support for any problem that you might be facing. Now, if you are a first timer to Heart to Heart, this program will I mean normally touches upon different topics every week and every episode so that you can, you know, think about it, write about it, talk about it. And uh, you know, if you want to con- uh, if you want to contact the counselor, you can just uh, give them a call or uh, write to them. Today's topic is uh, promiscuity and the aftermath. Mm. Um we would like to talk about promiscuity because uh, you know promiscuity is uh, rather uh, rife today especially with people's open minds and uh, you know uh, they don't want uh, you know chains to catch uh, hold them back and passion is something we all feel yes yeah passion is something we all feel and sometimes uh, passion overrides uh, rationale and uh, a lot of us uh, have had uh, unprotected sex and uh, and which is actually a really really dangerous thing to do so that is something we'd like to discuss and talk about and you know tell you what the the downsides of that is yeah. i mean getting it off is great but um, <laughs> you know if you have to deal with um, diseases and stds it's uh, it's not a very nice thing to happen to you so you know um and most of most of the people i've spoken to think that the lgbt um community is a lot more promiscuous than the heterosexual community which i don't think is really true but uh, yeah let's uh, let's talk about it um, in in uh, reference to the lgbt community as well as the heterosexual community because i'm hoping today we have people that um, are heterosexuals and who are also listen to the show mm. so guys out there we are You're, we are really happy to have you with us so keep listening join in the conversation today's topic again is promiscuity and the aftermath but uh, bobby i mean majanta uh, before we go ahead i'm sorry i keep referring to your uh, the name i called you otherwise so i'm sorry about that but uh, yeah guys so if you're listening we are just going into a break get counseled by inner sight on heart to heart with sandy Welcome back all you beautiful listeners. You are listening to Q Radio and this is Heart to Heart with Sandy and Inasight. Uh if you've just joined the conversation, I have with me Ajanta from Inasight. Hello, darling. Hi, Sandy. <laughs> we are back and we are uh, discussing promiscuity in the aftermath. Um you know, uh, very often we get into a situation where uh, temptation overrides rationale and we give in to our feelings of lust. and lust is not wrong we all feel it we all want it and we all get drunk with it meeting someone who's undeniably attractive sends us in a tailspin and wanting to be with that someone is but natural but 
when we do that we have to take responsibilities for our bodies and those of the partners we engage with so we have to make sure that we are safe and many times people who enjoy different sexual partners are also say are also faced with the consequences of being indiscriminate so uh, you get um, stds you get um, a lot of other you know yeah. more serious diseases which could be like hiv mm-hmm. and uh, you know that is why we want to talk about random and unprotected sex and how one can keep them safe uh, th- themselves safe despite hmm. having that now first thing you know i want to ask um, ajanta is what is promiscuity yeah i think with the uh, changing social mores uh, earlier uh, there there were certain norms about sex itself mm-hmm. about premarital sex about uh, having sex with more than one partner uh, these were the uh, you know sort of taboos and sort of norms laid down by society mm-hmm. uh, times have changed so there is a lot more openness yet promiscuity i would describe as actually having sex indiscriminately okay so um, you know uh, it's not like uh, you know so you you basically it is sex without any commitments yeah so i would i would describe it as that and uh, i think uh you know there is this uh, you spoke about it in the earlier link about how it is perceived to be uh, more so in the um, homosexual world yes. in the lgbt community than in the uh, heterosexual yes. uh, world um I think one of the reasons for this perception uh, is that uh, there is a structure called marriage mm-hmm. uh, which is legalized and recognized and endorsed by the uh, heterosexual society. Yeah. And uh, I think within uh, so the the when a person enters the this particular institution or when a person is married the expectation is that you are committed and you are monogamous and that you are uh, going to remain that. So way. basically people think that if you're married you're not supposed to go out and look for um other sexual partners and most often people kind of adhere with it with yes. it and yeah or at least the, that is the expected norm like i said uh-huh. so uh, whether people then adhere to it or not is again left to individuals mm-hmm. but it's not something that most people flaunt and do because it's frowned upon it's not something which is endorsed by society because it's expected that once you've entered because that sort of sh- uh, rattles the very basics of society saying that or oh, the basics of the foundation, foundation of marriage, marriage. Yeah. yeah yeah so all of those things I, i think so that is one of the reasons why it is considered that uh, whereas in the uh, lgbt community um, i mean there are partners and there are people who stayed with each other for years who've uh, been in uh, committed uh, monogamous relationships but uh, marriage is not legalized uh, but yeah it's not but i think i don't know from my perspective i think both uh, whether you're lgbt or whether you're straight or whatever it is i think sometimes temptation you know overtakes uh, you know common sense and uh, even if you love someone i know people who love their wives or their partners or whatever and then they still go out and step out and do something which they feel terribly guilty about but uh, nevertheless they still do it yes yes and i i think that's right you can't you know it uh, uh, temptation or uh, the uh, yielding to temptation mm-hmm. is uh, you know happens irrespective of your sexual orientation exactly so it doesn't really matter which community or which sexual orientation you uh, belong to i think it it does happen i think the perception is because of this uh, the perception that it oh because more, yeah because, because there's marriage uh, yeah. uh, amongst the heterosexual community and there's and, and so marriage is not legalized yet between getting, yeah. i mean even in the heterosexual community you will hear of people saying oh this is easy to break up or this is easy to uh, cheat on because uh, we are not committed or we are not it's mm-hmm. not le- we are not legally married so uh, i think that sort of gives some sort of a, a the legal sanction sometimes may act as a deterrent or at least uh, in perception uh, in perception <laughs> it acts as a deterrent yeah. yeah but you know what i mean i think uh, 
cheating or I mean we ha- I had the chat with uh, Mahesh uh, from Insight uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, his views on cheating were totally different but I I think as a woman and uh, as a as a fellow you know lover of commitment you understand what I'm talking about and I guess if you tell your partner you're committed you stay committed mm-hmm. but so uh, ever so often one steps out and you know temptation sometimes overrides uh, you know common sense and overrides uh, your sense of commitment mm-hmm. to your partner <clears throat> because an- another thing i find is when you're promiscuous you feel younger you feel you know you feel better about yourself knowing that someone else is also interested in you mm-hmm. so i think the 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 mental makeup of us when we we um, when we step out of our uh, relationship yeah i think sadly what you you you're talking about is what one feels when one has had a a random sexual encounter uh-huh. but uh, what happens before that so what leads one to actually uh, uh, sort of have sex uh, uh, with this, with uh, someone who you're not committed to or stepping out of a commitment and having sex uh, you know that is uh, sometimes uh, completely the opposite oh. what you were saying okay so, uh at times when your uh, self esteem is very low you tend to look out for yeah you, you need to feel validated and sometimes mm-hmm. this becomes uh, a a way of validating your uh, sense of you know i'm fe- i'm feeling good i look good and i'm attractive people want me people want yeah me. and um, you know people look at different avenues sometimes it could be sex sometimes mm-hmm. it could be alcohol alcohol or substance abuse yeah any of those things okay so would you say that uh, being promiscuous is wrong i mean is it morally wrong because a lot of people look at uh, people who are promiscuous and say yeah that one is an easy hmm. easy target or an easy lay yeah i think i i, I personally don't have a moral judgment on it mm-hmm. i think it depends on um, you know uh, what sort of a relationship or what sort of a stage or age you are in in your life yeah so if you are not in a committed relationship and you are experimenting um i think i mean i don't have a moral judgment on it i would still caution about the risks involved um emotional risks involved and definitely the physical and health risks involved okay so uh, that's something i'd caution about uh, is it bad is it morally wrong i mean really like i said i don't have a moral judgment on it i think uh, it is uh, depends on if so for instance someone is fancy free footloose and does is not yeah. in any committed relationship and uh, is uh, being safe uh, knows the score is very clear uh, is not making uh, false promises or leading yeah. a partner on mm-hmm. i think it's fine it's i i choice. kind of i agree with you as long as you're not hurting anyone and not hurting yourself and you're not having revenge sex then it's great i mean revenge against yourself against uh, you know the partner you you've been with or the partner you are with then i think it's perfectly okay because you you know you don't mentally enjoy yourself or you don't mentally harm yourself or people involved in you know this um, this kind of activity so um yeah so moral standing is uh, depends on you know where you are at that point in your life so but promiscuity happens amongst heterosexuals amongst uh, you know um the lgbt community so why are people more inclined to believe that it's only the lgbt community that um, you know has uh, indiscriminate sex i mean i'm sure even heterosexuals have indiscriminate sex mm. i think uh, in the lgbt community the hushishness is a little less oh okay uh, so uh, i think in 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 like i said because of the certain structures and norms and mores that exist in mm-hmm. the heterosexual community it is uh, uh, you know uh, so that that I think that's one of the reasons why the perception is like that. Okay, we're going to a break, guys. Heart to heart with Sandy and Inside. The counseling session is on. Well, 
Welcome back all you gorgeous people. You are listening to Q Radio and this is Heart to Heart with Sandy and Innersight. If you've just joined the conversation, Innersight is a uh, counseling and training center and uh, they offer help for every kind of uh, mental and emotional issue that you might have. If you've just joined the conversation, we've been talking about promiscuity and the aftermath of uh, promiscuity and what could happen if you are not protected and you don't uh, take uh, measures to protect yourself. So um, we already said what promiscuity was and, um, you know, whether it's morally wrong or right. And it was, uh, uh, you know, and we came to a conclusion that there is no right and wrong unless you're not hurting other people or yourself. So one question I have, Ajanta, I mean, welcome back to the show first. Thank you. <laughs> one question I have is... Um, why are people promiscuous? I mean, when you have a partner, why can't one just be happy and, you know, mm-hmm. and just be with that one person? I think uh, promiscuity, uh, I think that there are several reasons why uh-huh. people sort of uh, are uh, have indiscriminate sex in that sense. Uh, not necessarily um, uh, because uh, the relationship is not working out as most people like to believe. Oh, okay. I think it's sometimes the uh, the it's like a guilty pleasure. It's like something that you can't have yet. You can, okay, if you want to, yeah. And uh, most often, usually, it is also to um, to sort of uh, give in uh, to a feeling of temptation. Mm-hmm. Like you were talking about to give in to the temptation, to yield to the temptation. Um, most often, it's uh, people don't think of the risks involved. Uh, in in uh, you know when when they are sort of uh, you know stepping out of their relationship yeah, or the comfort zone yeah the risks involved I think uh, like I said it's sometimes when uh, there are uh, different reasons for different people mm-hmm. but one of the uh, when people are continuously doing this it's not a one time when you stepped out of your relationship but you're having sex indiscriminately with random partners it usually points to some self esteem issues. Um, and uh, the uh, somewhere uh, having indiscriminate sex uh, fulfills that uh, or validates that feeling of I am wanted, wanted I am and I am needed, and I'm yeah, and I'm appreciated. And uh, so temporarily, it may seem like it's like a bomb for uh, mm-hmm. that sort of uh, when you're when you're feeling really low. It's like uh, actually a kind of medication, basically. Oh, well, it seems yeah, like, seem like it. Yeah, it seems like that because I think uh, if uh, like I said, if it's very often and it's uh, indiscriminate and it's random, it is usually pointing to some self-esteem issues it sometimes can also have uh, mistaken uh, yeah. notions of uh, uh, you know uh, b- sort of uh, getting back at people yeah uh, you know you have someone who's been in a long-term relationship for uh, for years mm-hmm. and been uh, completely faithful and loyal and then that breaks up on terms which is which are very difficult to digest yeah and uh, sort of it, it becomes like a trigger for saying that why was I loyal for so long exactly I need to get back like you spoke about revenge sex mm-hmm. I need to get back and I need to uh, get it off with as many people as I can and uh, for all the time that I've missed for not doing it yeah for not doing it or for all the time that I've wasted on this relationship mm-hmm. on this person uh, end up of course the revenge eventually ends up being on yourself because you end up feeling even lower about yourself yeah so you know guys if uh, guys and girls if you're listening give us a call and tell us uh, you know if uh, you know someone like that I mean you know if you can't talk about yourself but you know someone else who's um, in that situation give us a call and let us know because uh, this actually is something you have to worry about 
about when your friend or your you know your relative or someone that you care about is uh, being extremely promiscuous that there, there is an underlying emotional damage that has happened and which is why people do this so uh, you, i mean we might think it's cool i mean a person might pretend to be like really cool and really open so when a person says hey man i've just let down all my boundaries so you know i just want to be with everyone i mean it might sound like a really cool thing to do but actually the person is suffering yeah yeah the person is uh, usually down with feeling really low about themselves mm-hmm. and uh, i think sometimes it also comes from a a, a sense of being rebellious yeah uh, protesting against the you know norms norms of society all and of that, yeah that is there sometimes it could be a gender stereotyping you're protesting mm-hmm. because uh, you know like i said uh, uh, you know the uh, whether we agree with it or not there is a, a certain type of stereotyping about men being promiscuous and women being promiscuous Yeah but I think it's fairly equal. I mean maybe not equal but I think women can be extremely promiscuous too. It's just that men brag about it and women don't because I think also uh, the truth is Sandy that uh, you know how much ever we would like to equalize the truth is that people talk about a man being promiscuous in a different way. Absolutely because a man yeah. is a stud. Yeah. You know the 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 guy who has most sex is the biggest stud whereas a, a woman that has uh, that much sex is a slut. Mm. So it's looked upon very differently because of the i think the discrimination between men and women so yeah so one thing i want to know is what is the importance of having safe sex yes and i think the importance cannot be emphasized enough mm-hmm. i think uh, uh, the uh, the the risks that are there uh, with the promiscuity and that is something that needs to be spoken about at length i think the risks that are there that people need to be to worry about and the reason why people need to have safe sex is something that we need to elaborate and speak about so okay so uh, what do you think would be uh, you know what is one of the reasons why you think people need to have safe sex i think like uh, we've mentioned earlier stds are mm-hmm. uh, and even more uh, you know hiv is not something which is uh, you can joke around with actually yes. yeah i think uh, there are a lot more uh, people who are uh, hiv positive than we'd like to believe or people who have come out you know coming out in terms of uh, you know being hiv positive is again a stigma yes so um, uh, i mean i'll tell you from a personal experience that uh, we've been trying to uh, get together a support group of uh, for hiv positive people and a lot of people are not okay to come out and say that they are hiv positive. yeah because then they are treated like uh, stigma is so much. yeah i mean it's, it's worse it's, than being i mean i mean all of these things where there is fear to come out is related to stigma absolutely yeah because i mean if you look at it if someone says they are hiv i don't think people would want to drink from the same glass would want to be around the person um, they all going to be worried if they get the disease a lot of them are not educated about the disease they haven't been informed or they they haven't read about the disease so what happens is just uh, what do you say staying away from the person seems to be the best thing yes and uh, because of that the dangers are even more because an hiv positive person will tend to completely uh, hide it from mm-hmm. around for, and uh, which increases the risk so you could be with a person who's hiv positive and you may not know it oh wow yeah so, uh, that is another danger stds the the number of stds you pick up when you're having uh, you know unsafe sex or mm-hmm. unprotected sex and yeah. it's something which is which is a reality and uh, which is uh, which can be uh, i mean not just in terms of health risk for you but even for your partner Yes, absolutely because if you just go and have one night of pleasure with someone, you could um, 
come back home and you know potentially put your partner in danger as well at uh, in terrible danger mm-hmm. because sometimes you know hiv is a, a virus mm-hmm. but full blown aids mm-hmm. is different again so you could be hiv positive and not have aids yes. which means you can go around infecting people and you know you wouldn't know yes so yeah i guess that is one of the reasons why it's extremely important to be safe i mean even if it's not hiv it could be other things yes. like uh, you know hpv any of these yeah i think the number of uh, stds that are there are so many mm-hmm. and i think it's something that uh, people need to uh, if you look at uh, random uh, magazine columns or mm-hmm. newspapers and you look at the questions and you wonder do people really write them yeah you know and the truth is they do they do i have spoken to people who are uh, in the uh, in the in the media and they mm-hmm. pose the real questions wow. now uh, the thing is there are so many myths surrounding this mm-hmm. there's so many there's so much of ignorance about it uh, that uh, should i go in for a health check or mm-hmm. should i get myself checked because i've just had uh, you know random sex with a stranger and definitely you should if any of you have queries like that you definitely should just to rule out so that you know not that not to ensure that you're not at risk or not your partner is not at risk Okay um we're going to go into a break now Come out be proud on heart to heart with Sandy and Inner Sides Welcome back all you gorgeous people you're listening to Heart to Heart on Q Radio and this is me Sandy and I have with me Ajanta in the studio today from Inner Side Hello Ajanta Hi Sandy We've been having an extremely serious conversation about promiscuity and the aftermath and uh, it's uh, been quite uh, enlightening actually. Uh, if you've just joined the conversation, we've uh, talked about uh, what promiscuity is, um, why people are promiscuous and uh, you know the importance of having safe sex. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the questions I wanted to ask is uh, our std is actually rare because a lot of people have um, you know uh, random sex part sexual partners and uh, you know they they don't talk about having anything so do you think that's rare i think uh, no i think you'll be surprised that it's not rare at all mm-hmm. it's uh, it's uh, fairly common and i think people who have uh, uh, indiscriminate sex will uh, you know may not talk about it uh, it's not a very nice thing to talk about yeah. it's nice to talk about one's conquest yeah uh, but uh, <laughs> not so cool to talk about uh, any diseases that you may have contracted through those through your conquest yeah, yeah. yes but i think it's it's much more common than uh, one would uh, think and i think it's uh, like i said the risks are huge there are huge risks involved um i think uh, you know some of the risks we've been talking about are health risks but there are emotional risks as well mm-hmm. you know um uh, for instance um an unsuspecting partner yeah and uh, let's say if uh, in, in a couple one has stepped out and had uh, random sex and picked up some disease and there is an unsuspecting partner who has contracted it now from from you yeah yeah i actually had a friend that um, you know went through this and her husband was uh, you know cheating on her with uh, random people and then she ended up getting you know um, a kind of an std which mm. was painful which was embarrassing and uh, um, it really really affected her mm. And I think uh, the, that shakes you up completely. I mean, mm-hmm. sense, not just the core of the relationship, but even the person that you are. It makes you question everything that you've uh, believed in. It uh, sort of uh, completely uh, gives rise to trust issues in the relationship and everything else that uh, follows with it. So uh, emotionally, also, uh, 
a lot of the uh, you know indiscriminate sex or promiscuity that happens is not uh, in an open relationship yeah. where it is okay or where the understood contract is that uh, people uh, are free to uh, sort of uh, see other people or to be with other people um one of the what do you say misconceptions is that uh, you know if people catch a disease mm-hmm. that means they must have gone to a prostitute mm-hmm. or you know a gigolo or whatever because they think that regular people don't get stds mm. so um the minute someone comes back with like say my friend um she naturally assumed that the person person or persons he her husband slept with were all prostitutes mm. but that in fact could be quite uh, quite the opposite yes yeah. I th- I think you're absolutely right over there these misconceptions that you only uh, you know sort of uh, catch STDs or get any of these diseases if you go to a certain type of yeah. people I think uh, the moment you are uh, in a, a, you know having a random sex with a stranger or with a person you don't know or uh, you always have chances of picking up any disease unprotected sex that is So do you think uh, people who um, would you say mess around with people in a in a particular society or amongst their friends um, do you think SCD is rare i mean it's not that common unless you go to a prostitute i mean look when you are uh, you know um, sexually uh, engaging with somebody who you don't know too well mm-hmm. or it's a, like i said it's a random sexual yeah. encounter there is no way of knowing where that other person has been that is true so, you know you could belong to a certain society or a certain group but uh, you know it's not like uh, there is a unsaid contract that the sex is only being had in that group you know yeah. so, the person could have gone anywhere so uh, you know like i said the risks are something uh, which you put yourself and your partner uh, you know uh, at any given point of time when you decide to uh, indulge in a random sexual encounter okay so um one of these things i wanted to ask uh, one of the things i wanted to ask you was what impact does it have on the person who's um, you know who's contracted the disease hmm. i mean i mean can you be in a in a situation where you don't know that you have a disease and you know in what impact does it have yes i think a lot of times people don't know uh, people don't think like like you said uh, uh, you know about people thinking that you only contract these diseases if you visit a prostitute mm-hmm. or if you've uh, been uh, uh, you know intimate with a certain type mm-hmm. of people so they don't think it's uh, something they need to check or uh, bother about if it's not with that uh, class of people and i think that is a myth so a lot of time people are not aware and are completely taken by surprise when they are um a lot of times people don't think it's important to get checks done um you know uh, if uh, let's say they've yielded to temptation or yeah. they've uh, you know gone with the flow so to speak mm-hmm. but i think it's important to get these checks done regularly okay if you are uh, if you are sexually active, active basically with, yeah. multiple, with multiple partners mm-hmm. or even with i would think even with one partner because you never know Where your partner yeah is. so i think periodically checks would would be good mm-hmm. but uh, you know um, a lot of times i know people who say oh i don't like to use a condom mm-hmm. so what happens if you're in a situation where your partner or this person you're immensely attracted to and it's a one time thing and you know the person says listen i'm not going to use a condom because mm-hmm. it's not comfortable and you know takes away the passion so then what happens I think uh, this is something that uh, you will need to discuss with your partner but mm-hmm. like I said uh, safe sex is very important using a condom is a must and uh, to uh, people who don't want to use condoms I'm going to give you a, <laughs> a, a you know a small uh, so let me say uh, of people who don't want to wear helmets uh, because it's possible <laughs> yeah. to do when they're on riding yeah. a bike mm-hmm. and I have just one thing to say what's a hairdo without a head 
Yeah. So uh, think about that. I think every time that you're resisting uh, wearing that condom or your partner is resisting and you're giving in, think about the risk that you're putting yourself in. Yeah, it is a huge risk. I mean, not only for yourself, but for, you know, the people that you love and the people that you're with. So um, it would be extremely important for them to, you know, hold on to um, traditional kind of values where you say wear, wear a condom and mm. do not have unprotected sex under any circumstances mm. unless you know the person really well and even if you do I would say get yourself tested once in six months yes and I think that's the other thing um, Sandy which uh, I wanted to speak about a lot of uh, people take accept- exception or feel very affronted or insulted mm-hmm. if their partner asks them to get a sex uh, a, a, a test, test done, done. yeah they get extremely insulted. They feel like it's insulting their loyalty, it's insulting their yeah. values, it's insulting who they are. And I think uh, just get a little bit more open. Everyone has uh, needs to take charge of their life, needs mm-hmm. to be uh, feel safe and happy and protected in a relationship. And, Absolutely. Uh, don't feel shy about asking your partner to get a check done. I think it's okay. In fact, uh, instead of uh, matching horoscopes and janam, uh, you know, uh, janam patris. Patris, yeah, <laughs> when you're getting married, it's possibly better to ask for a, a health check and see what's where. I think that's an awesome, awesome uh, suggestion. So don't go anywhere. Stay with us. Come out. Be proud. On Heart to Heart with Sandy and Innocite. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Heart to Heart on Q Radio, and this is Sandy and Ajanta in the studio. Now, if you've just joined the conversation, Ajanta and me have been talking about uh, promiscuity and the aftermath of promiscuity, which is obviously um, STDs and, uh, you know, problems with health, which you really don't want to go through. So we've covered what uh, promiscuity is. We've covered what happens to people who are promiscuous. We covered a lot of issues and right now I have um, one thing that I want to check with you is uh, how does one override passion with um, rationale I mean that is something I'd really ask, like to ask you yeah I think uh, that's something which is a uh, you know it, it depends on uh, on certain people in fact uh, if uh, we go by the TA language which is transactional analysis it's mm-hmm. an adult child and parent in each mm-hmm. person and somewhere uh, I would uh, uh, talk of passion or uh, you know risk taking Mm-hmm. really of uh, the child within you really so um, uh, to for example when uh, you know an adult would say that it's raining I can't go outside yeah. <laughs> but a child would say I don't care I need to step into that puddle and I don't care what happens to me after yeah. so sometimes it is that fight within and uh, one doesn't know which one wins um, like I said um, there are um, sometimes one gives into that passion gives into that lust that moment that feeling and I think if when one does it with responsibility uh, keeping in mind the risks involved but uh, you know uh, uh, frankly okay le- le- let me just try and ask you this like okay you're in the heat of the moment and, and I think pulling out a condom or trying to get uh, protection kind of, uh, what do you say, uh, kills the the moment. Yeah, I think sometimes it's okay to kill the moment than kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was very, very well put, yeah. <laughs> so I think sometimes it's okay to uh, just be aware of the risks that are there. And uh, yes, it is a dampener. You don't want to be talking of mundane safety precautions when you're really being caught up in the moment. But yeah. I think it's still important. I think, uh, like I said, uh, in the in initial bit itself that uh, as a counsellor or as even as a person as an individual I don't have any moral standing on this about uh, people who choose to have multiple partners I just uh, think it's important to educate yourself about the risks involved 
exactly. Oh, that is that is absolutely true. And then to actually follow up on um, what do you say? Follow up on safety measures to protect yourself yes. and the people you are involved with. Yes, uh, and for yes, and I think if you are in a committed relationship, mm-hmm. then the, that gives it a different spin, because I think if the agreement is like I said, if it's an open relationship, then the rules are different. But if it's not, and it's a committed, uh, uh, you know, uh, relationship with the expectation that you are monogamous and you are loyal and you're faithful, and if you are stepping out, then it gives it a different spin. And then I think you need to really introspect and see what's what's happening in your relationship. You know, why, why yeah, that is of course extremely important because a lot of people um, step out for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, they have a fight and they want to step out. Sometimes, I mean, a fight with their partner. Sometimes it's just that you want to try something different. They say variety is the spice of life. So, um, a lot of people, you know, think, "Oh my God, I've been in this relationship." Just remember, too much spice can give you heartburn. <laughs> I like the little analogies you're drawing and you know the, it's absolutely yeah <laughs> I agree but and I'm hoping that uh, you know our conversation kind of um, you know gets to some people who are in a position that uh, we're talking about and although we haven't gotten calls so uh, you know we're coming to the end of our program and uh, the one thing I'd like to touch upon um, you know after we come back from a break is uh, you know how do we how do we have better you know safer sex mm. i mean what steps do we take to have safer sex if you you know you're looking for sex every day and you like new partners i mean what are the steps we have to take to protect ourselves and the people we um, we engage with after that mm. so um, we're going to talk about that after the break after this break we'll come back with a wrap up of our program get counseled by inner sight by inner sight on heart to heart with sandy welcome back everyone you are listening to Q Radio and this is Heart to Heart with Sandy and Innersight. We've reached the end of our program and uh, I have Ajanta with me today and we've been talking about promiscuity and the aftermath. So um, to um, wrap up what we've said and... Uh, yes, I think I don't want to sound like a killjoy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you. Uh, I think the, the, the important thing is, uh, by all means, I think be very clear where you are, who you are, what your relationship is like, if you are in a relationship at all. And... Uh, if you are in the mood to experiment do it safely do it uh, with uh, the knowledge that uh, the risk that you could be putting yourself and potential partners in the future if you are in a relationship and you're stepping out I think then you need to really really ask yourself what's happening in this relationship Mm -hmm. especially like I said if it's a committed relationship I think these are questions to uh, know about to know the risks I think uh, get yourself informed as much as possible about the potential uh, STDs Mm -hmm. and HIV and like I said a lot of it is not spoken about there are there's a huge community of HIV people who are not who have not come out. Yes. So uh, I think it's important to sort of know the risks that you are at and uh, you know uh, practice safe sex as much as possible. Yeah, that that's I mean just carry a condom all the time. I mean if your partner doesn't want to use it, you make him use it, and uh, you know make sure that you're always safe and enjoy the moment, and uh, but yet be safe and take care of yourself. Yes. So yeah, that's the end of our, our our program, which is heart to heart. Thanks.